If you're a woman, single, and over 30, you're called 剩女 which means leftover woman in Mandarin. In Cantonese, you are called 老大长卖剩仔 and 拾走啦 which means orange at the bottom of the basket, the sugar cane that didn't get sold, and the thing used for filling the gap of the stove. But if you're a man, single, and over 30, you're called 钻石王老五 which means a diamond bachelor in Mandarin. In Cantonese, you're called "sun pun," which means quality real estate. Well, there you have it, ladies. Get on it. Stop fucking about. Stop messing around. Stop going to those weird, fucking, those weird house parties and wearing crop tops with your fucking muffin top hanging out, right? Stop. Moving your body weird and calling it dancing with a drink in your hand, you need to start looking for the one. Okay, you're twenty four, twenty five. I'd get on it. You don't want to be the orange、uh, at the bottom of the basket. You don't want to be the leftover woman. You don't want to be the filling in b- the 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 middle of the. St- I don't even know what that culk. What does that mean even? I've never pu-、uh, filling in the middle of the stove. I'm not even. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what that is, but you don't want to be it, right? If somebody came up to me and said, "Do you want to be the filling in the middle of a stove?" I'd go, "No, no." I, you know, without even being educated、uh, on what exactly that is or what that means. I I don't I don't no no I don't I don't want to be that, okay. So get on it. You got to get the prime real estate. You got to get the diamond bachelors, okay. Hey, listen, here's a here's a pro tip, bitches. Hey bitches, all you bitches and shit. Pro tip. Go get older men, right? You're 25. Get a 30 year old, because those are the diamond bachelors, right? Get a thirty-year-old, right? There's police who's searching for a man who threw a Molotov cocktail at a New Jersey synagogue. Diamond Bachelor, go get him, folks. He's now in prison, so I'm sure he's very easy to find. Diamond Bachelor, Diamond Bachelor, prime real estate, quality real estate, okay? But please, ladies, hoes, thoughts, skanks, sluts, and alike. I don't want you to be the orange at the bottom of the basket. I want you to be the orange at the top of the basket. Okay. I want you to be the orange that is is juicy and it it peels easy and it's very sweet and it's it fills your mouth with with、um, is is an orange a, a What do you call that? A citrus? It's a citrus. I want you to fill my mouth with citrusy goodness. Not even necessarily my mouth. I shouldn't say that. That's very sexual and 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 selfish. I want you to fill your loved one's mouth with citrus pleasure, and I don't want you to be the orange at the bottom of the basket that that gets crushed and bruised by the weight of the other oranges that are better than you because you spent your time, you know, risking doing coke at a bar, you know, just praying. 
that there's no fentanyl in it and, you know, attempting to stay thin, even though you're ingesting, you know, 800 to 900 calories of wine per day and then wondering why you're still muffin topping it in those ripped jeans of yours. Yeah, the high waist jeans ain't fooling anybody, sweetie. It's not fooling anybody, sweetie. I want you to be the top of the basket orange, okay? I want you to live a happy, healthy, and fulfilling life, something that's meaningful, a career that hopefully evolves into a, you know, a family and kids. I want you to live a meaningful life, whores, okay? Whores, skanks, sluts, bitches, and alike. I want you to be the orange at the top of the basket. And so my advice, pro tip, go find the Diamond Bachelors. One of them is sitting in prison for throwing a Molotov cocktail through a synagogue in New Jersey in my state. Um, um, but yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That is the way to do it. Before we even get started, I know people are going to fucking... I've already got fucking shit on Instagram about this. The Tyree Nichols situation... I'm going to give a very brief comment on it, and then we're going to move on. Um, my opinion on that is line those officers up, firing squad, get it over with, done, easy. Very easy solution to this problem. Um, it's very easy to, you know, send a message to police that this type of behavior will not be tolerated. Line them up against a brick wall. And shoot them all in the back of the head. Very, very simple solution to this problem, in my opinion. Um, and that's my opinion on it. There's, I have no other opinion. I've, I've seen the, the body cam, and I saw the surveillance footage. It was insane. Truly insane. It's something you see in a movie. It, it looked like a scripted, violent scene in a mafia movie. Right? holding his hands behind his back, restraining him, and then just beating him to death. It's mob shit. And so, um, yeah, that's that's my opinion on what happened to Tyree Nichols. Um, firing squad, line him up. Very easy. It's a former Soviet tactic. It was, you know, uh, there was something about the Soviets that was quite swift and just in World War II, they would come through and, and uh, not the Soviet, I shouldn't say the Soviets, I should say the, the Red Army fighting against the Nazis and the forces that fought with the Nazis, <coughs> Ukrainian militias all over the place, and we're funding them now, um, and the Nazi idea, ideology hasn't left the country yet, um, <coughs> been with them since Operation Barbarossa, but that's not what we're talking about. There was something quite beautiful in the efficiency of how Soviet guards, Soviet, uh, uh, the Red Army would handle prisoners or, or, or the, the people who surrendered during World War II. There was a great story, well, not a great story, but, uh, uh there was a man who was stuck in, uh, a work camp, I forget which one exactly. It was not one of the bigger ones. It was one of the Eastern European work camps. And, uh, you know, he was on the... He was an American man. He was on the brink of death. And the Red Army showed up and liberated them. 
and he remembers, he said, walking and just seeing the Red Army cold, emotionless, not attempting to get revenge, not attempting to, no, 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 just lining them up and one by one, bang, 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 bang. Very efficient, very emotionless, very methodical. Um, and that's how I believe this Tyree Nichols situation should be handled. Line them up, pick them off, one by one, or at the same time. I'm not, you know, listen, I have no bias uh, for or against sequential or simultaneous. I'm, I Listen, I believe that sequentialism and simultaneous uh, behavior are both an adequate uh, uh, solution to this problem. Line them up, blow their brains out, film it. Film it. And show it to police precincts across the country and say, just so you know, if you fuck around anymore... Things like this are going to happen. And I know I said I, that was the only thing I was going to comment on. Now, now I do want to go into it. Now I do want to go into it. Okay? I just bought a fucking six-roll pack of Scott paper towels and creamer for my girlfriend because she likes hazelnut, and I she's been without for three days. And I'm a provider, so what do I do? I go out and I get those things for her. So I'm feeling a little fucking masculine today, and I'm going to go ahead and give my opinion, even though I said I wouldn't necessarily give my opinion or delve deeper into this situation post the firing squad circumstance that I presented. There's a... Well, one thing, before I even move forward, is pretty uh, docile the reaction to this. And I figured that because, uh, one, um, it was all black gentlemen involved. Well, I shouldn't say gentlemen. One of them seemed to be a gentleman. The rest were savages. And no, I don't call them savages because they are black. And no, I do not call them savages because they are black. I call them savages because they have beat that man. And uh, two, well, I guess, well, there's multiple layers to this. Black cops, black victim, black police chief, majority black police, uh, police force, majority black uh, city political representation. Um, there was no white component to this. I mean, even the fact that it happened under the Biden administration, there was no Trump anymore to say that he was stoking the, the flames of racist hate. Um, so the, the reaction to it was pretty docile, which I would prefer. I, I, I don't think, you know, I think rioting has its place. I think violence has its place. I do not encourage violence, but violence does is Definitely more effective than peace. Um, well, I guess that that depends on context. I mean, you look at Gandhi and Mandela and you, you, whatever. I'm not here to give a fucking history lesson, folks. Um, but one thing I did notice... Just in this particular, you know, because this was one of the, this is probably the most, this is the worst video of all time when it comes to police brutality. 
Um, it was worse than Rodney King. I mean, it was... I mean, there's maybe Daniel Shaver's video was um, just as bad. Da if you don't know, Daniel, you can look this up. Daniel Shaver, uh, you know, they, they had guns pointed at him. He was crawling. They were mocking him. They were laughing. They were fucking screaming at him. And he was cr he was legitimately crawling toward them by their orders, and they shot him in the fucking head and killed him. Um, so that's really the only other one that's just as bad. But this one was probably the worst one. And what I've noticed is, not all, but it seems like a lot of these fucking police brutality situations are uh, happening with traffic stops. And I don't know if I don't know if it's because the traffic stop is always like the mystery of the police world, so they got to be very, you know, what what would you call it? Like a chicken, like paranoid or like head on a swivel type of thing. Um, and I don't know what that means. I don't know why. It seems to work out that way. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't. I'm not even tr like uh, trying to present anything from this. I'm just saying I I've observed that a lot of these situations, a lot of these needless killings, stem from traffic stops. And. Like I said, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just, it's a, its an observation that I've made. Maybe, I, I don't know, have a different ap approach to, I don't know. I, I've, I've no, I've not really, this is not a very well thought out thing. I've, I kind of just thought about it. I've not really delved deep into the situation itself. I don't know why traffic stops would cause more, and maybe, uh, by, by the way, I very well could be wrong. Maybe the overwhelming majority of uh, police brutality cases are with calls for domestics. I don't know. I, who the fuck do I know? But it's like if I if anecdotally and, and observationally, from what I've seen in the past like five years, it does seem like these stem from from traffic stops. Maybe that there's here's what I'm saying. I think there's something there. I don't know what it is, but I think there's something there to my observation that a lot of these things are stemming from traffic stops. What does it mean? What do we have to do? I don't, I have no fucking clue, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Seems like a lot of traffic stops lead to, I don't know. I don't know. Who am I? Who am I? Okay. Who am I? And then also, you know, you had the people. I, cu I could not believe that we they still had people trying to say that this still stems from white supremacy because these black people were indoctrinated to uphold a, you know, a, a systemic 
whatever, racists, whatever. I, I was shocked. But they did it. I should have known. We should always know. Right? Because there, there is a portion of the country and a portion of the media. Maybe a portion of the media is a more accurate representation of these people. But whatever bad things minorities do, it stems from whites. Stems from whites. Okay. And by the way, the, 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 the libs, the old libbies, the lib lib libs, who were saying that it was white supremacy that, st- you know, that, that, that drove this um, brutal killing, um, they annoyed me less than conservatives this week because conservatives... There's going to have to be a point because there's a, there's a thing, there's a term, a phrase that sort of floats in the ether of conservative, uh, of the conservative political conversariat, and it's called the war on police. The war on police. There's a war on police. There's a war on police. There's a war on police. Okay. So why, you say there's a war on police, why? say, well, criminals don't like police and the left doesn't like police and the general public seems to ha- not have the, pol- you know, the police's back like they used to 30, 40 years ago. Okay, stop. All right, good. Okay. Fair. I wouldn't disagree with that description. Criminals will never like police. They're natural adversaries. If you're attempting to break the law and there's somebody attempting to enforce the law and has the resources to take away your freedoms if you do break the law, you're not going to like that person. Just naturally. Right? So that makes sense. Criminals don't like police. Okay. Or we should I should say people breaking the law uh, or the laws that currently stand as they are now don't like police. Okay, fair enough. Um, liberals don't like police. And when I say liberals, I mean just woke people. Woke people don't like police. Okay, that makes sense because they're just, that's what the narrative is. And, and um, you know, the woke has a very rigid uh, blueprint for political ideology. And if you stray away from that, then you get labeled, you know, racist, sexist, you know, some type of istrophobe. Okay, so we understand why woke people uh, stay inside the lines when it comes to police. But then you have a, a pretty decent proportion of people. Rational thinking people, people who don't align themselves with the political left or the political right or this particular cultural ideology or that particular cultural ideology, who go... Yeah, there's clearly something going on here with police. I, I understand most of them are, are good, I, but there's clearly something going on because there's been a lot of these situations, right? There's been t- way the fuck too many. And I again, we're not trying to proportion this out to try to compare good police versus bad police. But again... 
this is ridiculous. You can't figure it the fuck out. This seems odd to me. And I'm sure it seems odd to you as well. And I would assume if you're listening to me, you're probably not too far right or left. You're either libertarian or you're or you're an independent. Usually I've looked at the that seems to be my audience base. And some of you are left leaning and some of you are right leaning socially and you know it just it seems that there's a large proportion of people in America who look at that and have looked at the the you know the police brutality cases on the whole for the past 10 years and go something's fucked up here and it's not because we assign ourselves to a woke ideology that we know if we deviate from we're going to be cast out like a fucking leper and it's not that beca- it's not because we're criminals it's because we're observing something that seems to be happening in perpetuity it seems to be repetitive it seems to be redundant the problem with conservatives is that immediately when something like this happens they tend to acknowledge the circumstance the individual circumstance that's being evaluated as bad but then focus more on the fact that there's a war on police happening so my question to conservatives would be why do you think there's a war on police why do you think that that is prevalent amongst American culture because if it was just woke leftists and just criminals if it was just them saying crazy shit about police then it probably wouldn't have the stranglehold on American culture that it does. Right? It probably wouldn't have the stranglehold on... uh, It probably wouldn't have infiltrated what you would consider right-leaning groups like it has. It probably would not infiltrate libertarian ideology. So, what the right has to realize is there's probably a reason, I shouldn't even say probably, there is a reason why it feels that there is a war on police in this country. There is a reason why it feels like many people are looking at policing with a critical eye. And what they need to very much realize is it. it's not because people, again, are criminals or just adhere to a woke bullshit ideology it's because we're observing a pattern of behavior that seems inappropriate what the right doesn't understand is that a large portion of this quote unquote war on police is because of police behavior It can't just keep happening and you just go, yeah, but the majority are good. Yeah, but the majority are good. Another one. Majority are good. Another one. Majority are good. Another one. Majority are good. It's like, okay, okay, I get it. The majority are good. But there's a strong enough minority to where it's a legitimate problem. So what you need to do is stop focusing on the majority and focus on the uh, the minority. All right? Back the blue. Hey, back the blue. The majority 
doesn't matter in this situation because the majority is not causing the problem. There's a strong enough minority to where there is a consistent problem that is accessible, observable, and um, well-archived. And it seems to be something that, uh, it seems to be a very similar circumstance in almost all of these situations. An overstepping uh, of authority in the form of violence by uniformed officers. It's enough of a problem, okay? You go, it's a small, or you go, oh, it's a small minority. It doesn't matter. It's enough of a problem to where you should focus a lot more of your efforts on it. You shouldn't just be brushing it off and just blindly saying back the blue and the majority are good. You got to knock it off. It no longer makes any sense what you're saying. It's like, yeah, the majority are good. It's like, yeah, the majority of fucking, you know, the majority of of black people are good, but there's a lot of black-on-black violence, right? You point that out. You rightfully point that out, conservatives, for the most part. You say, I understand that the majority of black people are good, but there's a minority of people... Uh, you know, wreaking havoc in the black community, and that's a problem, and you refuse to focus on it, liberals. You do the same thing. If there's enough of a minority creating a problem, then it needs to be tended to, is all I'm saying. And whether my, that minority is found in the black-on-black violence subject or in the police brutality subject or the politicians being pedophiles subject... It's, it needs to be tended to. Right? Am I wrong? The majority of people don't have cancer. But there's a big enough minority to where it's a problem. We should probably focus on curing cancer. No. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I was in Connecticut this weekend. I told you I was going to be very brief on the Tyree Nichols situation, and I lied to you. I lied to your face, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I plead guilty not to killing Tyree Nichols, but to killing your trust in me about me speaking about the Tyree Nichols situation. How's that? Um, I was in Connecticut the entire weekend to visit my mother, um, it was fine. My dog has cataracts and he can't see shit. He's getting old. He's a good boy. Captain is a good boy. He's half Shih Tzu, half Poodle. And, uh, he's tricolored. Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Black, brown, and white. And now he's getting old, so he's gray. So he's quad colored. All right? Just a beautiful mixed boy. He's a beautiful mixed boy. He's the equivalent of a fucking Latino with light eyes. Just beautiful. Got all the genes in him. But, um, you know, after my mother wanted to fucking get herself all riled up by watching the Tyree Nichols video, uh, I was watching uh, a series on the History Channel called The Men Who Built America. 
not the women. They had no women in this series. And I like that. I enjoy that. Okay? I enjoy that. I buy Scott paper towels because it has a man's name on it. Um, watched pretty much the entire series. The f- there's there's a few different series, sub-series e- within the series. So there's The Men Who Built Ameri- uh, America Frontier Edition, which is, it talks about how settlers expanded west and how um, pioneers that, that went west actually were a large aspect in the colonies defeating Britain in the Civil War because Britain had this, you know, had the plan to partner with the Native Americans and attack the colonies from the West. Um, And a lot of the settlers had set up settlements uh, on the, you know, Western portion of the Appalachians and Kentucky and shit like that. Um, It goes through people like um, Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, Andrew Jackson, uh, William Henry Harrison, you know, the big, you know, the big names. It's really good. It's, it's a very good series. Then it goes into, um, the Gilded Age with Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller, Cornelius Vanderbilt, Andrew Carnegie, uh, Tom Scott, fucking, you know, Ford, Henry Ford, and, uh, who's the faggot that fucking, J.P. Morgan, yeah, and then there's another one too. There's another one, and it's called. It was like the debaucherous side of, of, you know, American expansion. It was about uh, Buck Duke, who I think he he created American Tobacco. He was like the first mass cigarette distributor in America. It's about uh, uh, Adolphus Adolphus Bush, by the way. But just so you know, the the guy who basically started Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Bud Light, all of your favorite fucking loggers, all of your favorite American-made loggers, his name was Adolphus, Adolphus Bush. Uh, they went through the guy who fucking made, you know, invented the condom, or didn't invent, but mass-produced the condom. He started by stealing. He worked at a sausage factory, and he would steal sausages and take the casing off and wash them and sell them to guys who wanted to fuck Oranges at the bottom of the basket. Um, very, very, very interesting show. But one of the things that I noticed about the all the men, really, is they they displayed literally... Like, if you could embody toxic masculinity, they were that. And so, you know, what I'm saying to you is if you want to be successful, you have to be toxically masculine. Toxic masculine. You have to embody toxic masculinity. Right? John D. Rockefeller was a devout fucking Christian. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't do any of that shit. But man, was he fucking ruthless. He didn't give a fuck. He would just shut down entire fucking oil rigs and oil plants and, and refineries laying off thousands just because he wanted to get back at some fucking guy who, you know, slighted him on a very, very uh, inconsequential business deal. Ruthless, these people. They're fucking ruthless. 
and that's the thing. There's a there's a sort of a coagulation of characteristics that it takes to be very to be a business magnet, to be an industry titan. And it's Ruth like a a true lack of empathy. A true lack of empathy. Amazing foresight. Like an unheard of amount of foresight. Insane intelligence and cunning. Right? And you know, having the ability to manipulate people certainly helps. And then just a, a legitimate, a, a retarded work ethic. It's it's a legitimately retarded work ethic. Okay. And you got to be kind of mean. You got to be a little bit mean. You got to be mean. Don't be nice. You got to be a little mean. Okay. You got to be a little mean. It was very interesting. It was just fascinating to watch these gentlemen work to build their 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 legacy from the ground up. You know, America's this vast canvas. It's blank at the time, right? It's not like it is now. It's much more difficult to be innovative and start something now because it's very, very overdeveloped. It's very, um, you know, overly inventive. It's very um, oversaturated. At that time, it was undersaturated. But the issue was that there was necessity. There's not a lot of necessity in America anymore. People don't need things. It's not something, you know, a lot, most legacy businesses, oil with Rockefeller, steel with Carnegie, right? Uh, J.P. Morgan and Edison and, and, uh, 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 Nikola Tesla and um, Westinghouse, kind of, they were rivals, but the electricity. There was a need for those things. Constantly innovative, these people. Constantly imaginative. Um, transportation with rock or with uh, Vanderbilt, starting with inland shipping and transportation, moving to railroads. Uh, you know, even, even shit that we see now with, uh, with, um, uh, you know, on Wall Street, with equity, with stocks, the hostile takeover, that was a Vanderbilt move. That was a Cornelius Vanderbilt made move. The reason that Elon, well, I shouldn't say the reason, but the move that Elon Musk made on Twitter of just literally having enough money to buy the majority of the stock so that he could take over the fucking company that was a Cornelius Vanderbilt move, right? Diluting equity, which is highly illegal now, but it's just, it's it's a very fascinating series. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just I recommend it. It's highly fascinating. Um, it'll give you an idea of. You know, when people say that there's this um, American ideal, the, the, the idea of having an opportunity to be, uh, you know, fortunate and rich, having the opportunity to reach every boundary of your potential, it's fascinating to watch these gentlemen work. It's fascinating. 
Um, and I, I personally, I mean, you know me. I'm a type of guy who, like, watches characters in a movie or a TV series, and then I immediately want to just become them. And that's what I do. I watch, if you know, listen, if I watch fucking No Country for Old Men, I'm immediately Javier, uh, Javier Bardem. His character's name is Anton Chigurh. He's the assassin that is sent after... He's a well-known actor. I don't know the fucking... Or sometimes I'll turn into Tommy Lee Jones. If I watch American Gangster, I'm going to be Denzel Washington for the next, like, three days at least. So I'm on day two of acting like Andrew Carnegie. I'm on day two of that. It's not the worst character I've ever played. Soprano was rough, especially on My Girlfriend. That stuck with me for about a week. After after two seasons in like three days of The Sopranos, I, I was... I was... I mean... I actually gained weight just to... You know, that's why I gained weight, folks, to play the role. But Carnegie's not the worst. I do a little Scottish here and there. That's all I do. It's just to do a little Scottish accent. And I'm a business magnet. Listen, I view my... I am through this microphone, hear my words. I am a steel magnet. I built modern cities. And that's what I truly believe because every time I watch something that I'm truly fascinated by, I take on the role of my favorite character in that. The first day I decided I thought I was going to be Daniel Boone. But Daniel Boone's dirty. He's got like fucking animal skins on him and he's fucking fighting the natives right burning natives alive and shit not by his own choice they attacked him they attacked him okay and they stole his daughter but he got her back and then he fucked her probably they didn't show it in the in the thing but I feel like there was a lot of family fucking right a lot of family fucking back then you couldn't venture too far out you had to fucking you had to fuck somebody you tell me you're not going to fuck anybody just because, I mean, if you're sitting in a fucking compound in western Kentucky in 16-fucking-83, and there's three women, one of them's fat, one of them's ugly, and the other's your sister? I mean, come on. It's 1683. There's no morals here. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Boone was a bit too gross for my liking, so I decided I want to be Andrew Carnegie for three days. And I'm on my second day. Third day will be the last. Tomorrow will be the last, and I will enjoy the hell out of it. But if you want to learn in a summated way how we've got here, basically. I mean, the Gilded Age truly formed modern the modern economy. Um, you know, how things like, you know, monopolies are created, how um, the complete narrowing of competition and control of political systems. It's, 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 go watch it. Don't be a fucking, if you're not into history, you're a woman. There is only one type of person in the world that's not interested in history, and that's fucking a woman. Even the gays... 
They like history, right? I want to talk about the fucking the Stonewall riots or whatever. Or what was that? What was that thing called? Yeah, the Stonewall riots. Where the gays, they got the shit beat out of them by outside of a gay bar or something in New York City. I forget what it's like. Whatever. Even the gays like history. That might be the title of this one. Do you think I can get away with that? Can I get away with that on Rockfin and Spotify and Apple Podcast? Even the gays like history? Maybe if I spell gays with a Z, can I get away with that? Even the gays... What What if I spell it G-A-Z-E? Like I'm gazing into your eyes. I gaze into your eyes. Look at all those gays at the TV, right? Even the gays like history. The only people that don't like history are women. And that's fine because they need to be focusing on not being the orange at the bottom of the basket. So it's understandable. You don't have to look at it. Just, you know, you do, you know, you work your way up that basket, bitch. You work your way up that basket, baby. Yes. It's fascinating, and I don't have really anything more to talk about. So even though we're not very far in, I think we're, what, 20 minutes away from an hour? Something like that? Where are we at? Yeah, around there. We can move to the list. I'll I'll stretch. Don't worry, folks. I'll stretch the list. Um, what I, I was kind of having trouble formulating a list idea this week, and... One of the things that is recurring that nobody seems to understand except me, even though I feel like it should be more of a ubiquitous idea, is uh, that ru- like people who like Creed are like Creed is Russell Crowe and Russell Crowe is Creed when it comes to their fan base. Um, people who like Creed 100% like Russell Crowe movies. And they like Russell Crowe as an actor. And it's because, I don't know how to describe it, it's just, what do the, what do the gays call it? Not the gays, the, the, the heterosexuals who dress homosexual, hi, uh, hipsters, like millennials, like Gen Z people. The vibe. That's what they call them, the vibe. Creed has Russell Crowe vibe. And Russell Crowe gives Creed vibe. Like, if Russell Crowe walks into a room in a very, like, like a dramatic scene, and I hear, can you take me higher to a place where blind men see? I'm going to lose, I will immediately, that is bliss. Because it's in harmony. Those two things, Russell Crowe, Entering stage left during a dramatic scene. And Creed playing in the background because those vibes match so well that, you know, I, that's what I, you understand? I don't know how to make this more clear. I, I literally am unaware of how to articulate it more clearly. My point is that because these vibes match so well, there's a massive fan overlap between Russell Crowe fans and Creed fans. And so that inspired my idea for the list of 
things with more with a a bigger fan overlap than Russell Russell Crowe and Creed, right? So so here's the here's the you know here's the 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 format. You know, fans of blank and fans of blank, or there is a bigger fan overlap between fans of blank and fans of blank than fans of the overlap of Russell Crowe and Creed. I don't know if I'm over-explaining it or under-explaining it. I don't know if you get it or don't get it, but either way, we gotta. I can't keep continuing to explain it. Number one, Dodge Ram drivers and traditional gender role respecters. Right? There is a bigger overlap of Dodge Ram fans and traditional gender role fans than there is of Russell Crowe fans and Creed fans. You get it. Next one, pedophilia and vans with no windows. Okay. Pedophilia and vans with no windows. Next one, owning an electric car and talking endlessly about oneself. There is more of an overlap of fans of owning an electric car and fans of talking endlessly about oneself than there is fans of Russell Crowe and Creed. Next one, the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson and Driving Under the Influence. Mm-hmm. Next one, Oakley sunglasses and saying it with the R. And you, I, I know you know exactly what I mean now. Now you're in sync. Now you're in sync. Now I'm like Creed and you're like Russell Crowe. Next one, jeans rolled up to show the ankle and male feminism. Right? Bigger overlap there. Anime and prostate orgasms. Next one, Honda Civics and vaping into your 40s. There is a bigger overlap of people who enjoy Honda Civics and vaping into your 40s than there is an overlap between fans of Russell Crowe and Creed. Next one, grizzly wintergreen chewing tobacco and screaming at your children in public. Next one, posting long paragraphs about your political views on Facebook and leaving threatening voicemails. There's a bigger overlap between those two things than Russell Crowe fans and Creed fans. And the last item on the list, right? There is more of an overlap of fans of matching your bracelet to your chain and fans of annoying everybody at the dinner by critiquing the fucking food that the waiter brings out, then there is an overlap of fans between Creed and fans of Russell Crowe. We got through it, folks. It was a short list. I thought it was a very creative list. It was a tough one to articulate. I don't know what to do. I don't know. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You want me to fucking get a group of four of my cop friends and beat a man to death? Well, sorry, that is not all that creative because it's been done already. I'm not here to repeat history, okay? I'm not here to repeat the men who built America. I'm here to perfect the man that built America. You understand me? I'm not Andrew Carnegie. I'm the perfected version of Andrew Carnegie, right? 
I'm going to lay off more people and fucking put more harmful things into the environment. I don't give a fuck. I'll take a piss on a live animal. Principal at school where six-year-old shot, teacher removed, student returned to class. Well, that's, that's a confusing headline. Principal at school where six-year-old shot, teacher removed, students returned to class. I don't understand that. NBC is going downhill. I mean, they've been going downhill for fucking decades now, but now they're not even making any sense. My grandfather, who failed every year of his fucking English classes and ended up having to work on one of the railroads that was, uh, at one point, by the way, under Cornelius Vanderbilt's ownership, knows how to write a better headline than that. And I, he said, like, if something is better than something else, he'll say that thing is more better than the other thing, okay? So it, NBC is out of their fucking minds. They're outside of their godforsaken minds. What the fuck is going on? Why is my phone vibrating like it fucking, Jesus Christ, it's vibrating like a, the vibrator of a, of, a, of a woman at the bottom of the basket, Okay. That's what's happening right now. She can't get any dick. They're the orange at the bottom of the basket. Can't get any dick. She's got to get a vibrator. And my phone is vibrating like that. And I had it like under me. So it was kind of, it was buzzing my taint a little bit. And I'm not going to lie. It's not the worst feeling in the world. Um, texts and calls and fucking, I don't know what's going on here. My uh, screen has a crack in it. Anyway, that's going to be the show. It's a little short than it's a little shorter than an hour, but you know I had to do this kind of on you know this is kind of a last second thing. I went to visit my mother and I didn't do a pre-recorded because I was too busy because I'm a busy guy. I'm worried about you know the environment and I'm worried about you know I'm worried about oranges at the bottom of the basket. That's all I'm saying. Listen. This is the most this is the most feminist podcast I've ever done. I don't know how to express my care for women more by telling them I don't want you to be the orange at the bottom of the basket. I don't want you to be the filling in the middle of the stove. I don't want you to be the fucking the leftovers. Okay? I don't want you to be the bitch in the fridge and the Tupperware that you bring to lunch the next day. Okay? And then you heat it up in the microwave and all of your coworkers are like, "What the?" fuck is that? I don't even know what the fuck that is. That sounds, this smells like fucking, whatever that is, that's off the, off the charts talk. That's Chernobyl. Whatever you got in that fucking microwave is Chernobyl. And you would know, you weird, smelly, Eastern European fuck. White women who dye their hair, white women who don't have red hair and dye their hair red are really quite gross. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm looking at one right now. It's like how fucking bottom of the basket could you be? Like, come on. You're dyeing your hair. Like, it's not even red, too. It's always these dumb, greasy-headed blonde bitches with acne who are like, I want red hair. And then they dye their hair red, and it looks like a fucking traffic cone because yellow and red make orange. And their skin's gross. It's blotchy, it's fucking zits all over it, they're fucking, they got one of those weird piercings just above the lip, they're letting these bitches on TV, what the fuck is going on, I thought that women had to look respectable to be on TV, I don't mind a little sexism when it comes to TV, yeah, I don't think you should be a gross pig, 
and be on TV. If you're a man and you have a fucking, you know, if you're gross, that's fine. You be gross. It's funny because we're just going to make fun of you at home, right? If there's a man on TV and he's got the neck that hangs down to his fucking belly button and it hangs over his tie, you're like, is that his tie or his neck? Is that a fucking, is that a fucking peach-colored tie? Or is that his neck being accidentally tucked into his fucking belt? That's funny. We make fun of you. It's fun. It's entertaining for the people at home. We look at a fucking ugly pig with blotchy skin and fucking you can't really see their eyebrows. You go, ugh. I don't care that there was a fucking double homicide on Martin Luther King Boulevard. How about you get the fuck off screen? Anyway, that's the show. Um, I don't know how short we are. I think we're probably going to be about 10, 15 minutes short. But, you know, not everything can be an hour. Not everything can be perfect. Not everything can be the top of the fucking basket. All right? Not every whore that you're going to come across is going to be the orange at the top of the basket. And, by the way, ladies, just so you know, too, not every fucking over over 30, you know, you're not going to get a diamond bachelor every... uh, Wait. Not every man over 30 is going to be a diamond bachelor or quality real estate. And I just want everybody and all of my listeners, man and woman, to do the best they can in life. And part of that is finding a partner who brings the best out of you. And so, you know, I, you know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's not sexist. I'm not sexist. I'm not sexist. I'm racist. There's a, t- there's a different thing. There's two different things. Okay. But thank you, folks, for listening. I appreciate it. Go ahead and go over to the fucking Patreon. Patreonus. Um, get exclusive content. Exclusive. You're going to get exclusive goosey over on the Patreon. And then go and fucking listen to The Unjected Show. I was not on this past episode because I was in transit to Connect the Cut. Um... And so I was unable to join. However, I will be on the next one, which is next or this upcoming Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. I forget who the guest is. I would plug them, but I don't know who it is. So go over there and uh, listen and call in. I think we're going to have the fucking phones fixed by this by this time Friday. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm not a mind reader and I don't I can't tell the future. I can't, I'm not, I don't have the amazing foresight of John D. Rockefeller or Andrew Carnegie or Cornelius Vanderbilt or J.P. Morgan or Henry Ford or who the fuck ever else you want to point to as a good example of a fucking business entrepreneur, as a business titan, as an industrial fucking magnet, whatever. I don't have that foresight. I'm sitting here and doing a podcast and there's a reason why I'm sitting here and doing a podcast and not running a fucking billion dollar business, okay? I can't do everything. I can't do everything. Yes, I can masturbate four times in a day and still can't get it up for my fucking girlfriend every once in a while. It happens. I'm a, I'm a very, you know, I'm a unique boy. I'm a unique boy. Go over there and listen to The Unjected Show. Go to the Patreon. And, uh, you know, ladies looking for the Diamond Bachelor or quality real estate, go ahead and fucking go visit that guy that threw a Molotov cocktail at a New Jersey synagogue early Sunday morning. Thank you, folks, for listening. Come back next week. You know I love you. You know you love me. And you know we have consensual sex and consensual sex only. Thanks. Thanks.